Okay, so this is Scott Hume. For those of you that don't know me, I've uh, been working on this podcast thing. I've had a lot of people asking me to do it. Uh, kind of how it started out was I, I got an account on social media and I started just basically keeping it as a diary, as a journal. And I like to go back through it and read things that I'd written. So, maybe a pretty risky thing to do to write a lot of your personal thoughts and feelings on the World Wide Web for everybody to read, but I did. I didn't really care what anybody thought. So, I would just write random thoughts and feelings. And sometimes I would go off on rants, and then I decided one day I wasn't going to do that anymore because all a rant did was make you mad. And, of course, the law of physics says what's in motion it tends to stay in motion and what's idle tends to stay idle so I I decided to do away with the rants so but I, I've, I've written a lot of things that what this country means to me the United States of America it is a republic it is not a democracy so for those of you that want democracy you need to go to France or one of them other places um, you know I live in Texas Texas uh also founded and started as a republic so back to this podcast thing I had quite a few people saying you need to do this and I'm not a famous person nor do I want to be I actually quite like my privacy and even though I just told you that I keep my diary on my Facebook account um, but I I, I, I'm a pretty private person. I don't invite a lot of people to my house. Um, rarely, matter of fact, I never invite anybody to my house. Rarely do I ask anybody to stay the night. The very, very tiny select hand few of those that ever have, please know that I opened up my door to you, uh, asked you to stay, told you you're welcome anytime, because a couple of my, my friends, guys that I know whatever things just clicked you know I was just like hey this is my type of person um so so anyways yeah there's a few of those this podcast um I think history is very important so as we study history we learn by reading for example the bible what people did in in years past and human nature courses of human events whatever they seem to repeat themselves if we're not saying that already uh saw a headline on a newspaper yesterday morning in Archer City, Texas, and a headline on the newspaper said uh, there was a school or some or a library, teachers, whatever group of people, they were wanting to ban books. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that uh, didn't they try that like in Russia or Germany or whatever? Um, probably a pretty damn good idea unless you were a Jewish. And it really didn't work out in, in uh, Germany for you. But anyways, this... this uh, as we study history, as we look back on our lives, you know, we learn things from it. If we don't, if we always put blame on everybody else, then we don't learn anything from it. So, as you get to know me through these podcasts, and you get to study in Scott Hume, it's maybe not going to be quite like that movie with McConaughey, Ed TV, you know, I mean, I don't want you you know, knowing every fine little detail of my life, or you're going to ask yourself one day, why does that guy pick his nose with his right hand always? Doesn't he ever try anything with his left hand? Well, no, I'm pretty habitual. 
kind of do the same things. Anyways, one of the biggest things that I've decided that I want this podcast to do is I want it to help people. I've had a lot of people come to me and ask me for help, uh, and I'm going with the hell, you know, you're really desperate if you're asking me for help, but but uh, I'm very willing to help people. I like to help people. So it always says in the Bible to be Christ-like, to try to be like Christ, and I'm going, well, unless you're a freaking monk, how in the hell are you going to do that? Because you still got to provide for your family, you still got to make a living, you're still going to have other hobbies outside of reading the Bible and praying. So, how do you be Christ-like and, and be halfway normal? And then I thought about it one day, and I thought about my mother, who's probably the most Christ-like person I know, and I decided that to be Christ-like means to help people, because that's all Jesus did. That's all my mom does, is help people. So I thought, well, how can I help people? Uh, maybe it's by trying to say, hey, uh, don't go there train wreck been there done that you know burned a lot of shit down that way so being christ-like is just helping people i don't believe in karma a lot of people are going to say why don't you well karma to me is just a word made up word uh it's a phrase a term that people who don't believe in god use and maybe people because they bullshit because i said karma and i still believe in god but you know what karma is the results of your actions so when somebody is wishing bad karma when somebody posts on social media this guy did me wrong karma do your thing now you're wishing bad unto others and i don't agree with that you know somebody's gonna do you wrong hey get over it it's gonna happen again it's just like uh, I read a deal one time that Zane Davis put on Facebook, and it, it, it was talking about going to horse shows and how you're going to think some of them you should have won, some of them you should have lost. And he said, look, you're going to win shows that you should have lost, and you're going to lose shows you're gonna, you should have won. When you go to a horse show, whether it be a cutting, a cow horse show, a raining, a whatever, all you're doing is you're paying a judge or a panel of judges for their opinion. They're going to pick who they see fit. Sometimes you're going to get screwed. Sometimes somebody else is going to get screwed and you're going to come out victorious. But hey, that's just how the judge saw it that day. They're perfect, not perfect. They're human. Uh, We try to make the system as perfect as we can. Back to the karma thing, I don't agree with it. So if you say, well, that's bad karma happening to that person. Like let's say, for example, that a boy and a girl are dating. And he goes to the bar one night, and he sees another chick, and he hooks up with her and goes home, and and, uh, she cheats on her boyfriend, he cheats on his girlfriend, and they end up together. And the girlfriend, the former girlfriend, says to everybody else, well, karma, do your thing. And then down the road, Joe Blow's new girlfriend ends up cheating on him. And she says, ha, that was karma. No, it wasn't. It's what happens at last call when you want somebody to go home with because you're too drunk to remember you had a girlfriend. It's a law of physics. What's in motion's easy to keep in motion. She's, if, 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 if she cheated, he cheated, whatever, to get with you, don't be surprised when they cheat on you. That's karma. Okay? When you're, when you're trading cattle with a crooked cow buyer, 
and you screw somebody on a deal and just to maybe make an extra five cents a pound on the calves and you and this guy say hey this is just between us ha 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 and then down the road your your partner that you screwed somebody with ends up screwing you it's not karma it's the people that you surrounded yourself with so um i have a lot of people talk about anxiety and my answer to that is what do you people have to be anxious about anxiety now i we've all dealt with it we deal with it in different ways and different forms but I think the world needs some real freaking problems like for example people say I have anxiety about having anxiety I have a friend that very close friend that told me that several times and I said well you know that's all upstairs and you can turn that switch off anytime but that's up to you so when you have anxiety about going to work why are you having anxiety about going to work you get to go make money money is what provides for your family money is what buys you a new coat to be comfortable in the cold money is what pays for the air conditioner to go on so you can be cool in the summertime don't have anxiety about going to work as a matter of fact you probably had anxiety about whether or not you were going to get that job and then when you got the job you were happy and then after about one or two paychecks you didn't really like it anymore it was just going to work so you need to learn to be grateful most times people with anxiety and again i'm not nobody perfect and y'all can hate me if you want to but most times people with anxiety are ungrateful people if you want to know when to have anxiety hey let's let's go back to this bible thing throw the bible open and look at daniel got thrown in the lion's den Okay, that's a really good time to have some freaking anxiety. Um, interrupt myself for just a little bit, just to tell everybody, if I say a bad word or two on here, it's because I've historically had a potty mouth and I'm trying to keep this family friendly. So if I say a bad word, I apologize in advance. Um, don't be afraid to reprimand me for it because you should not use bad language in front of children or ladies or whatever else, and I don't want this to just be restricted to cell block C in this penitentiary. So Jonah did not go to, I think, the town of Nineveh to preach to the people. The Lord got mad at him let him get swallowed by a whale. You're sitting there inside the stomach of a whale. Okay? Pretty good time to have anxiety. Okay? You you folks need some real freaking problems. Because in this in this country, in the United States of America, if you don't have anything to eat, if you truly are starving, and I'm talking about starving people, I'm talking about starving, I'm talking about you are so emaciated, you just look like you cruised out of a concentration camp in Germany in 1945, okay? I'm talking about truly starving. If you are truly starving in America, it is on you. It is your fault. They got soup kitchens, food stamps. As a matter of fact, you're better off if you ain't got any money. Because then you can get whatever you want. I mean, we all know people that don't even work and they eat better than we do. So, yeah, I can tell you stories on these podcasts of times when we were starving. But uh, I didn't want to be part of the food stamp program. I felt myself to be an able-bodied man who could work hard and do what he could to provide for his family. So there was times that we didn't eat as well as others. 
that we peeled our own potatoes to make our own french fries because we didn't feel like we could buy the bag of frozen french fries true story we've done it but but to truly starve to death in this country you're gonna have to try pretty freaking hard to avoid help you're not gonna starve here your kids can go to a public school get free lunch and breakfast you're not gonna starve in america okay let's get right back to down to the basics okay native americans they traveled where the game was I, I love the Indian culture, the Native American culture. They did what they had to do to survive. Okay? They lived with the land, not necessarily on it. Okay, so to, to truly starve to death, to truly, you know, uh, time to have anxiety. I'm, I'm leading a pack string up, up into the headwaters of the Yellowstone River. Okay? I go through the North Fork Meadows. I'm just getting ready to start up a hill. Anybody that's been on that trail understands it. I'm riding a kind of a bronchy-ass done horse. Um, got a string, pack string behind me. A bunch of horses and mules and, and critters loaded with camp gear. And a sow grizzly bear with her cub stands up in the middle of the creek. And my horse bogs his head and... and duck sideways and the leader up to the pack horses jerks under my horse's tail and he goes to bucking okay that was a really really good time to stay on a bucking horse okay the bear actually scared and ran up the hill my dog started barking i actually did not get bucked off but that was a hell of a good time to have anxiety okay so those of you that that say you have anxiety you're too spoiled you need to be through hard times a little bit more you need to learn the life itself is a gift stop having anxiety turn that switch off if you truly have that much anxiety i promise you you can pray and if you do not know that there is a god if you don't know for certain that there is a god you need to thank god for never being put in a situation in life that has made you Get on your knees and pray to him because he was the only one you could depend on. Okay, so I'm hoping that I can help some people through this podcast. Maybe with financial decisions, maybe with personal decisions, maybe with chasing dreams because that's all I've ever done is chase my dreams. And the older I get, the more I want to break down my goals and into, into baby steps the older I get, the more I want more, but yet seem content with less. So, the stuff that used to be important to me isn't. I remember I used to go into Teskey Saddle Shop in Weatherford, Texas. Maybe I'd be on a budget, and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to spend $1,000 today on, on horse-related tack that I make my living with in Teskey's. Because not only do I make my living with these tools, but I love these tools. It's fun to get new bits and new saddle blankets and splint boots and reins and bridles and all this shit. Well, I used to go in there with a budget, and I would maximize the budget. When I lived in Idaho and I would travel to Texas, like to the fraternity or something, I'd go to Teskey's and I would buy $1,000 worth of stuff. Couldn't wait to go back next year. Now that I live in Texas and I can go to Teskey's anytime I want, I walked in there one day. I was waiting for a guy to meet me there with a horse. I walked in there and I went, okay, what do I need? And I looked around there and I thought, I don't need anything. Do I want something? Yeah. How bad do I want it? I could have spent $10,000 in that store that day and it wouldn't have broke me. It wouldn't have made that huge of an impact on my checkbook. Not trying to brag here, 
because trust me, there's a billion people out there with more money than me. But once I had enough money to buy whatever I wanted, I didn't want it anymore. You always want what you can't have. I could have bought anything in that store. I couldn't have bought the whole store, but any one particular item I could have bought. And I didn't want it. And then I thought, is that a sign of maturity? Is that a sign of not caring enough? I don't know. But I used to get so excited about going to Teskey's and now I don't. It's just another store. It's just another place. And I have most of what I need. So every now and then I'll need a little something else. I'll break something or I have to replace it or whatever. Something wears out. But as far as, you know, what I really want, I just want to stay home and work. I just want to be with my family. I just want to work horses and check my cattle and be a cowboy. And I love watching my sons grow up and become great horsemen and great ropers and great cutters and great cowboys. I love that, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe through this whole podcast thing, one of the things I can do is help people. I'm very, very open to suggestion. I'm very, I've had lots of phone conversations with people that I've never met people that I have no idea what they look like somebody will call me and say what do I do about this and I can say well this is what I see outside looking in the pros and the cons so hopefully I can help somebody with this and hopefully it'll help me it makes me feel good when I can help other people I love to help other people I love to help people accomplish things get over things move on look back I love to help people I learned that from my mother a mother is a very, very important being in a man's life. My friend Mark Arno, who I'm going to talk about multiple times through these podcasts because I love Mark. I think he's a great guy. He told me his dad was a very highly decorated soldier in World War II. And his dad said, I hardly ever saw a man die that didn't call for his mother before he died. So no matter where we go, no matter what we do, we always have that connection with our mom. Okay, so my mom taught me to be, well, she tried to teach me to be Christ-like. I'm not going to tell you I'm like my mom because I'm not. Never be that good. But to help people, I think, is to be Christ-like. So let's forget the karma thing, okay? Kind of let's stick to the basics. Do unto others. Others, You'd want others to do unto you. And let's kind of go on about this deal, you know, um, and try to help other people, you know. I will say one thing, kind of in closing, as I'm getting ready to pull in the gates from being out looking at some cattle tonight, uh, here, kind of on the bubble of West Texas out here, uh, on the plains, I've always thought that if Americans loved America the way Texans love Texas, we would have a much greater country. And I've never, ever, ever known better people than what I have here in Texas. I know a lot of people say, Idaho has God's country, that's where I'm from, and they're right. But I heard a young man from Idaho say one time that spent some time in Texas, he said, Idaho has God's country, but Texas has God's people. We're all God's people, okay? But I want to, I'm hoping what I can tell you can help you. So let's bury the hatchet, let's get over our shortcomings. Uh, forgive, forget, pull out a chair, hold open a door for a stranger. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Howdy, ma'am. Let's be polite. Let's be kind. Because I do believe that the two things we're going to be judged upon the strongest 
when we ride over the Great Divide and we meet our Maker is how we treated our families, how we treated our fellow man. Those are the two things. He's not going to care how much money you made. He's not going to care how many gold buckles you won. He's going to care. The good Lord is going to care how you treated the people around you. So, from somewhere on the plains of Texas, I hope this has meaning to somebody. Thank you. God bless.